for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. Aren't you glad for manuals to help you? Manuals when you're putting things together, when you're trying to build something or make, make some kind of craft, there's those manuals. And the Word of God is a manual for us. It helps us. Paul's being very specific with Timothy, laying out the patterns to live by, laying out the, the steps that could take to make the church vibrant and alive. And it's worked because the church is still going thousands of years later. We're vibrant. We're alive. We're moving forward. Don't get discouraged, church. Be alive in Christ because our best days are yet to come. Take your books. Take your Bible. Let's delve into 1 Timothy. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 through 21. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time, God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. To him be honor and might forever. Amen. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all. In Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, 11, it says, but you man of God. Now, when it's speaking about man in this way, it's talking not just to men, but to men and women. It's talking to all of us as believers. Flee from all this. What is he saying we need to flee from? All these things that Paul's been teaching to Timothy, he's been saying, exhort the church, exhort them to love one another, exhort them not to be prejudiced, exhort them not to bring accusations against elders, exhort them not to allow the root of money, the love of money to bring evil results, exhort them to be rich in their faith. And that's what he's saying. And he gives them this list of things that they're 
to pursue. He first tells them, flee from all these things. The word flee literally means to flee away, seek safety by flight. I think of the story of Joseph, how he was in Potiphar's house, and Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him. It says that he fled. He fled so fast, he left his coat behind. Don't worry about the things you leave behind. If God says flee, you need to flee. And then he tells them, pursue these things. In uh, chapter 3, verse 17, the Amplify says, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So he's giving us these things that we're to pursue, to run swiftly after this list of things. I think about the word pursue is when I met my husband. We were so young. I was about 18 and he was just 19 and we met at church on a youth event and I was playing the piano and afterwards he came up and started talking to me and our eyes met and it was it was love at first sight. It could be a Hallmark movie. It was so beautiful and I'll tell you what, we started pursuing each other because we fell in love. And that's the kind of pursuit, the kind of heart God wants us to have in pursuing these things. Let's look at the list of the things he wants us to pursue. Righteousness. Pursue righteousness, right living. Pursue godliness, godly living. Pursue faith, fully trusting. Pursue love, sacrificial living. Pursue endurance, that stick to that not giving up, that boldness to endure. And then pursue gentleness, that's Holy Spirit led. That ability to, to not allow anger and our emotions to take control, but to allow the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always respond. Our flesh reacts. What are the works of the flesh? Anger, resentment, unforgiveness, a lack of self-control, a lack of discipline. When we allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through us, there's a gentleness that comes. And we're to fight the good fight of faith. Listen, if there's any fight worth fighting, it's the fight of faith. It's that persevering, that allowing us to stand strong. It says, having done all, stand. Having done all, take those weapons and stand. And uh, let's look at this with a powerful sense of, I am not going to give up. In, uh, we see that Paul often uses this metaphor of fighting, of a spiritual warfare, like a boxing match. In uh, 2 Timothy 4, 7, he uses this metaphor. He also used it again in 1 Corinthians 9, 26, where he says, I do not box as one beating the air, the metaphor of shadow boxing. It's a fight. Listen, if you don't think you're in a fight, in a spiritual warfare as a believer, you are already losing. Things might be going really great around you. You've got your business is great. Your marriage is great. Your family is great. Your kids are great. And you think, oh, I don't need to do, I don't need to worry about it. My life is great. I'm just skating along. That's the most dangerous place to be as a believer because we need to understand we are in a war. I want to tell you something. The devil doesn't like you. Don't make an ally with the devil. Don't align yourself with the things of the world because this is not the way you fight your battle. You need to 
declare whose side you're on. The Bible says you cannot have two masters. Either you will serve God or you will serve the devil. There is no place in between. I make my alliance, as Paul was saying to the church, make your alliance with Jesus. Stand strong with him. Take hold, possess, allow your confession to be in the presence of many. It's really important that as believers, when we come to Christ, we need to confess. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Speak it out loud. Speak it out loud. Tell people. When you come to Christ, don't just fill out a commitment card. You need to talk about it. Tell a pastor. Tell a leader. Tell your neighbor. Tell family. Tell friends. They may not understand but you need to make that confession. Stake your claim in God's promises and do the work of the kingdom. And I encourage you, if you have not been baptized in water as a believer, as you make that confession of faith, get baptized. You need to make that step. It's a physical step that shows your your obedience. Paul closes with the exhortation. But by the grace of God, he says, he closes, grace be with you all. That's my prayer, that God's grace will be with you all. That unmerited favor. It says in 1 Corinthians 15.10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Grace, grace, wonderful grace working in and through us. It's by God's grace that we're saved. It's by God's grace that we are equipped for every good work. Let's pray today together and ask the Lord to work in us, to make us prepared for every good work and to be equipped for the things of the kingdom. Dear Jesus, we come in your name, the name that is above every name, the name that calms our fears, that relieves us of anxieties, the name that saves, the name that heals, the name that touches the the grieving heart, the name that is exalted above every name, Jesus. And we ask that you would equip us with every good work so that we would be lacking nothing. We pray, Lord, that you would use us mightily in the kingdom, that you would use us to confess our faith, Lord, publicly, that we would not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God into salvation. We pray we would not, um, Lord, look back at the things of the world, but that we would pursue righteousness, peace, Lord. We would pursue love, patience, perseverance, And above all, Lord Jesus, we will seek you. We ask these things in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen.